Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lamp. My guest today is an MMA fighter out of St. Louis, Missouri, Mr. Montreal Two Code James. Thank you for joining me. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time. I appreciate everyone else's time for listening and talking on. Definitely. I, I found your page um because I'm a huge yeah, yeah, MMA yeah. fan and, and I listened to your episode you did with um sophisticated uh the sophisticated podcast. Yes, sir. And and I was like, man, I wanted to get to talk to you because I'm a huge MMA fan and you're an up and coming fighter. So it's an honor to get you on the platform. Man, like I said again in the beginning, like I appreciate it. And any uh, that's the that's the fact that you're allowing me on your platform at this stage in my career, man. I appreciate you. How'd you? Oh, definitely, bro. How'd you get into fighting? Uh, to be honest with you, like, <laughs> uh, sum it up. It's, I'm, I'm putting I'm I'm putting out a uh, tell all book about this later on. But like right now, just sum it up, man. I was homeless. Like honestly, like I was going through some shit, and basically, basically, like, shoot, you know. Um, I was a club promoter. I, I was in business and marketing real hard and heavy in my city. Like I love club promotion. Like I was always on the urban scene, but I never had. I had. I had hood. I had hood guys, hood niggas, trappers, whatever you want to consider them, trying to you know block my shine. And people gonna block your shine regardless. It's all on how you go about it. And one day, this little club, uh, club owner, uh, he had this little bikini boxing thing going on. Word they wasn't boxing in a boxing ring or doing bikini boxing in a boxing ring. They did it outside the cage. And in that time of my life, I really didn't know anything about fighting. I didn't know anything about nothing. The only thing I knew was bang, bang, kill, kill. You know what I'm saying? Stupid street nigga shirt. And I was just really about it because I was at a low in my life. You feel me? Like, I was really at a low. Like, I didn't have, I still don't have nobody, but, like, I didn't have zero people. I have kids. I didn't have them around. And, you know, I was just really going through the typical black man struggle, if that makes sense, or the typical man struggle. And one day, you know, someone offered me an opportunity to fight. And, you know, I was really going on some trying to be a club promoter. He offered me a fight. And from there, I fought. And after that, someone else offered me an MMA fight where they brought me in to lose, and bada bing. You know, <laughs> oh, so they brought you in to lose. <laughs> majority right now, look, man, majority of my, my career, and majority of these fight promoters or promoters, they try to bring me in to lose against their guys. But we don't, we don't, we don't go out like we don't go out like that. You feel me? How how long have you been? How long have you been doing MMA? I've been doing MMA. I have been doing martial arts in general since 2013. Okay. Because I um, noticed I, that I you... Have, I have no... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to let have, you finish. My bad, sir. I have no background in nothing. Like, I wrestled my freshman year in high school, but I was ineligible. I ran track in high school, and I ran cross country. So I got cardio for days outside of my smoker lungs, like my stoner lungs. But... uh. <laughs> You know, like I got mad cardio. Like I, I walk a homeless person. I believe I could walk state to state if I wanted to. Like I believe in, I believe in what I do. So yeah, you know, it's crazy. How did you end up practicing jujitsu? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So 
like right now as an amateur, well, I was an amateur man. Like I was just thrown to the wolves. Be honest with you, like it was a lot of guys in the market of St. Louis that I didn't know that did martial arts. And like be honest, like sure, you know, a lot of them just came in out of nowhere and got my ass ripped. Like I got my ass. I pick up. Like not like got me like actually like beat me up like like or pick me out like I went. To these locations like i used to train with jermaine andre that's out of st louis missouri uh daryl pops and a couple other people uh mike green uh mark uh mark mclean like it's a couple of these uh gentlemen that i used to work with before like that was relevant back when i started now they're not relevant and like those are elites to me they are elites because back then like i'm training against i'm training with pros back then when I started. So when I started progressing in my career, like a lot of jujitsu that I didn't know about. Good night, you guys. Get, uh, enjoy that evening. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of uh it was a lot of wrestling and choking going on from black guys. I didn't even expect that it was gonna bring it. You feel me? Like they they caught me off guard for real for real. Like I got tired of being WWE choked. <laughs> I would get tired of real naked choke. So, like people right now to this day, like I am like the weird uh, real naked choke preventers. Like I don't know, but like they say, dude, do you breathe through your eyes? Like they, they put some people be trying to put do they damnness to put me in a chokehold, and I just resisted. And you know, from there, jujitsu just honestly stumbled upon me, and just what it is. Like right now, I'm still considered a two straight white belt in jujitsu. But it just due to the prog the progress and the programs of martial arts and jujitsu. Do you cause you train um Tenth Planet Jiu Jitsu? Yes, that's sir. the one with uh, Eddie Bravo. Like that's his correct. school, correct? correct so is correct. there a difference between his his school in the jujitsu and other school in the jujitsu? I mean, the difference between Eddie Bravo and Tim Planet Jiu-Jitsu and any other Jiu-Jitsu school is we are no gi system, but we're we it's all the all the Jiu-Jitsu I believe schools are in the same. It's like religion, if that makes sense. It's mm -hmm. all under the same yeah. thing, but it's all of the technique of the teacher, who's teaching it, what's his background, how did he accomplish that. And this, that, and the third, that's all it is. It just isn't the same sense of religion, but just tweak a little bit. That's how I look how, at it. It's, it's probably different perspectives to it. That's just how I look at it. Yeah, because I because I'm a I'm a big fan and I know like they I, I want I'm not gonna say I know, but I think they say his jujitsu was more like like offensive, more aggressive. Is that true? Uh so yeah, but, but I'm gonna break it. I was gonna say it, but I'm glad you kind of brought it in. All right, so Japanese jiu-jitsu, I will believe, was first. And then Japanese jiu-jitsu is more of a defensive mechanism, where Brazilian jiu-jitsu is more of a tech uh, mechanism, where, in a sense, we could defend anything. Of course, people, you might be able to defend and withstand certain stuff, but with more of a Brazilian style, I believe it was the Gracie who perfected it, and then Eddie came along and went to Peter. Eddie was there, product of, like, our lineage goes back through the Gracie's and their, and their instructor. Okay, so, so he yeah. broke off after he was, a, he got his white belt through Machado, who got his white belt from a Gracie, and then Eddie broke off after that. So, basically, 
Eddie Bravo is like the devil in a sense. He got kicked out of heaven. <laughs> I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that. Not, not like that for real, but like it's in the sense I understand it, like religious sense. But no, so basically what my coach just said, Eddie was under Gracie's. Gracie's perfected the uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu thing, but like I said, it's more of like with you. Like if I train underneath you with this product, with uh, production and podcasting and everything, and then you, you know, let me under your wing and I learned what I need to learn and I got my own company. That's basically what Andy Bravo did, but he just flipped it into um, the Gracie's was more focused on a gi system where Andy Bravo took away the gi and just focused on more of a, you know, well, I ain't going to wear this gi all the time, but it come in handy here and there, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah it definitely does. Because like I said, I, I, I've... Um... I'm not going to say I'm a master of the knowledge of it, but I listened to like a couple podcasts with him because he does a lot of stuff with Joe Rogan. And so he yeah. kind of explained his, his uh, schooling system and how it's different from like, um, like the Gracie system. And it was, I think it was like, they had like a little rivalry going, especially when they do their competition. So it was, it's a lot there. So, but that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast. So how do you how do you incorporate your your jujitsu with MMA? Honestly, I'm glad I'm glad you said that again too. Because shoot, right now that's kind of what I'm doing. Because the gym that I'm out of is River City River City Warriors Kickboxing is first, but anything else after that is Tent Planet. So we're a mixture. So I don't strictly focus on martial arts here. I focus on different different techniques and then I'll combine it into one. So I focus like I just got finished doing a couple of rounds of kickboxing, a couple of teeps here and there, uh to get ready for this MMA fight next week. But uh later on tonight I'll be coming back in for jujitsu, doing some rounds of rolling here and there, here and there. And then, you know, that's basically how I incorporate everything together, try to get everything to look right, you know. I try my best, but I'm pretty much, I train with what I train, I work with what I work with, and I move with what I can. I didn't have fights where I didn't have nobody in my corner, so it's just like, you know, all I can do is learn what I learn, and I pay for what I pay for, so I will believe I'm going to learn or get the techniques that I need in as much as possible, if that makes sense. Yeah. Do you do you consider yourself a striker, or...? Um, I consider myself, well, shit, yeah, I'm a striking veteran. They, they, you know, I got a lot of people say I got, I'm cold with my hands. I'm good with my feet. I'm overall well-rounded now. I'm just ready to display it. Is your, is your jujitsu more for defense? Like, cause in the MMA fight, we know it's, it's a good chance it could go to the ground. It's not going to always stay standing. So is your jujitsu more to defense, to defend yourself or is it more your base? Both. Okay. Okay. And then you mentioned you have a fight next week. Is that correct? Yes, sir. UFC Fight Pass Fighting Alliance number eight. It's uh, FAC. Uh, it's in Kansas City on like some city, a city outside of Kansas City, Missouri. But other than that, man, like the dude, <laughs> uh, the dude, man, they asked me, they asked me, they asked me on short notice, can I fight him? It'd be at 170. I'm just ready to hurt. I hurt some shit. That's all I think. I can say, excuse my language, but I'm just really to hurt, hurt him. You know, oh, you good. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to a fighter, brother. I don't expect you to be sensitive. 
Yeah, I, I, some people sensitive. I'm not sensitive, but they are. You know how they go. But, know, some um, people like some people like to be politically correct and shit. Nah, you good. Is this the? Will this be the biggest audience you had? Be centers on Fight Pass. Is this the most exposure you are gonna have? No, this is my second time on UFC Fight Pass. The first time I was on UFC Fight Pass was in uh, 2018. I fought on the same card with Roy Jones Jr. Uh, I just really came up short on that when I had the wrong person in my corner. Uh, just it just didn't go as planned. That was a big opportunity for me. I was been fight. I was probably actually against a guy that's in the UFC right now. His name is Mike Davis. Uh, oh yeah, 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 I know him. Yeah, I actually came up short, uh, lost in the first round, shoulder rolled out of place. And, you know, freak, some freak accident that, you know, most things like the Wyman situation, like a freak accident that, that that's unexpected that most people would never expect to happen. But it happens and we just got to move forward in the sport and that we in, you know, I chose this sport and I got to do it, you know. I think Mike Davis is still undefeated, right? No, he lost. Oh, okay. 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 I, I told him, I already told him I'm on his ass. <laughs> we talk. We, we talk here and there. Oh, okay. Oh, so you know him personally? I know a couple of people I fought and fought personally. <laughs> <laughs> they hit me up on a personal tip. They talked to me here and there. A couple of guys, oh, man, you, you cool shit, man. I bet I would be. I thought I just whooped your ass a couple of times. <laughs> so when you see when you see Mike Davis in the MMA, how do and and you fought him? How does that make you feel? I don't. Uh, it made me feel like shit. How I would feel on the streets, like shit. I'm fucking into my shit. Like you, like oh, you just you owe. You got to pay what you owe. Like it's just a whole bunch of to it. You feel me? Like I don't. I try to keep it strictly business, but at the same time, sometimes. I'm going to go back. Strictly... Go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just, like I was saying, strictly business. You know, all financial, that's all it is. Strictly business. But I'm going to back up to something you talked about because you mentioned Chris Wyman. Yeah. We, we watched that fight. He had the horrific leg injury, and I pray he gets well. What was going through your mind watching that? Uh, when I seen the highlight, I actually didn't like watch it. When I seen the highlight, man, I was just like, "Damn, why?" But in my mind, I was like, "Damn, karma's a bitch." Well, it ain't technically a karma. It's just like shit. The dude just positioned himself right, and he got a nice little leg check. That's all that was. And Wyman just got caught. That's all it was. You know, it, it can happen to anybody. Like it happens. It, it, I, I thank God that we have chin pads on when we do these things, but. You know, I didn't call myself a few times, you know, kicking wrong and hitting the ankle of my uh, foot and hurting that middle part of your foot and your uh, leg. So it's it's plenty, it's plenty, it's plenty of things. Like it's, it's a thought. It's always thought, you know what I'm saying? But it's not the main thought, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to throw your kick, hopefully you know how to throw them right. And not that out of 10, you wouldn't throw low like that because you cool. Some people clearly know that the calf is the hard, like the shin is the hardest bone on your on your leg. So I don't know what, what people be thinking in the moment sometimes. They call it the hurt business. Is that does that ever cross your mind when you step in that cage? No. 
No, not at all. <laughs> the discipline, the, the discipline it takes to be a fighter. A lot of people don't don't know about that. I want you to talk about like your discipline, like what it takes to cut weight and that process, because that's one of the most grueling processes a fighter has to go through. Yeah, it's that, that process right there, a lot of people would never understand because you got people right now on this on a that's not fighting, they're going through life and they beat themselves up on how to properly eat, how to do all these proper things and so on and so forth. But you got so many people that can't even eat right, you know. But weight cut wise, I feel like to me, like right now, I'm like I'm putting myself like I'm on weight, but I'm just I'm just, you know, moving and being more agile and being more rainy and being more mobile. But with, with the weight cut stuff and the, the process, like I, I fight at 170, that's a welterweight in uh, martial arts, and 155, that's lightweight, that's, um, you know, in martial arts. And I made I made weight both times. I made weight at 155, I made weight at 170. I haven't missed weight since I've been fighting. And you know I'm very professional with that. I'm a, I'm I'm very uh, I'm very much a slave to the craft of uh, weight cutting and fasting and stuff. But it's just all on how people view it and how people want to view it because it's all on what you want at the end of the day. If you know, like before I was even getting money, I know for a fact that I wasn't gonna let nobody take my money from me because I was being lazy and didn't want to uh, lose weight. I refused. What's your walk around weight? Right now, walk, uh, my, my, if, on a, if I'm not training, 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 I will walk around at 185. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Right not now, for 170, like, Yeah, right now, 171, 172. I'm on, I'm on weight right now. I'm a whole week away. I'm a whole nine days away, and I'm on weight. Wow. So that's you peaked pretty early, right? Yeah, as soon as they, as soon as they hit me up, I was already on. Is, is that is it well, good? I hit them up. Is it good to be on weight this early or? I don't know. I try to. I try to be. I try to. I try to try to eat healthy. That's all I can say. I try to eat healthy all the way to process all the way to. Like today, I probably eat nothing but just fruits and vegetables. I probably eat one thing of meat. But other than that, I probably drink fruits and vegetables and water. Are you is so? Which weight do you prefer? Do you? Prefer welterweight uh, or lightweight? Uh, either or it doesn't matter. As long as, as long as you got the proper weight cut, you should it shouldn't matter. Like as long as you do the proper things, you shouldn't matter what you do or how you do it. So you would so you would take a fight at one fifty five? Yeah, I would. How how long does it take? If, when you walk around at one eighty five, how long does it take you to cut the one fifty five? I need three weeks. If it's if I had if I had three a proper three weeks training camp, I definitely make fifty five. I can make fifty five in two, but um, I even made fifty five once in, in one week and four days. But you know that was back when I was younger. I'm about to be thirty in August, but uh, it depends. To be honest, shit, I, <laughs> it, it really does depend, sir. For real, for you know, growing being in the sport, um, of course, I'm sure you there's fighters that you look up to and you admire. Who are some of the biggest fighters you admire? Me, myself, and I. What Beyonce say? 
That's all I can see right now. <laughs> that I mean, she said that. it. I mean, she said it best, though. She, you know. But no, I don't. I don't. To be honest with you, I'm gonna say this. I'll probably be the only male fighter who would say this to you. I don't look at male fighters. I look at women fighters. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. They, I mean, those those be some of the best fights. Like the um, because I watched the card the other night, and those the dominant, the most dominant fighters are actually women. You had Nunez, Shevchenko, and uh, I wouldn't say Thug Rose is the most dominant, but she's probably the high skill. She just has the best competition in her weight class. Pretty much, like they putting her ass, they putting her with the wolves for real, for real. And she's definitely out. She's been, she didn't have her ups and her downs, but for sure, Thug Rose is that that deal though. Like she ain't no joke. Like she just a person that just real peace and loving. Like she's that true, true hippie peace at heart person. But she got to do what she she that prime example that it's business, it's business, and I do what I gotta do. Yeah. What do you what did what are you looking to accomplish? <laughs> What's your future MMA? The uh, uh, whatever to come, whatever the Lord may bless me with, man. He blessed me this for, and whatever he is, what we, what we allow, what we will allow me to have, what he would want me to have. That's the only thing I can say. Last question before we go. Um, you said the fight, your next fight is on May 7th, correct? Yes, sir. May 7th, I will be fighting against Mikey England at 170 pounds. That's what's the weight. And okay, if you, God willing, you win this fight, what, will you? Will your next fight be on UFC Fight Pass or you're not sure? Uh, honestly, we it's a toss-up. I pray that it will be. But I know I should, I'm in discussion right now with uh, having a fight here locally in St. Louis um, in August, maybe late July. So right now we're just working and focusing on other things to come, tournaments and little competitions and big opportunities. All right. Well, look, I want to thank you for taking the time out, your training and your, your job to do this, man. It's been an honor and a pleasure talking with you. And I wish you all the best moving forward. Man, I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Uh, man, you the best. I appreciate you. I apologize for the first time, but I make sure I made time for you this time. I really, really, really do. I really, really do. As you can see, I'll I, I be jumping the gun sometime, but I definitely keep everybody in mind. Oh, yeah, brother. Look, we, we all got lives and we all trying to make it. So I just appreciate Whatever happened the first time, look, our schedule didn't align, but this might this was better timing because you got an actual fight coming up and you was able to talk about it. So this actually works out better. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Shout out to you. I appreciate you. Shout out to River City. Shout out to Ten Planet. Shout out to Ambrose Way. Shout out to High Rollers, man. Shout out to my trainers. Shout out to everyone that supported me and what I do, man. I love each and every last one of you guys. If it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be able to do this. And even if it was for you guys, I'm still gonna be able to do this. But at the same time, it's all it's the way with God. And guys, believe, man, He will show you some things, bro. Like believe in God, good or bad, however you want to. Bad days, sad days, bad days. Believe, believe, believe. God got you guys. Before we go, also tell the people how they can um, follow you. 
You guys could be more than welcome to follow me at YouTube at the number two, Code TV, or on all platforms, two code T O O C O L D M M A. That's the best way you guys could get in contact with me or Google Montreal Two Code James. You guys can find me. All right. Well, again, brother, thank you for your time, and I wish you all the best on May 7th. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I, I will go with you and talk to you. Definitely. I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp. My Facebook is also conversations with lamp. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.